Welcome to the Unrest Podcast. I'm Madeline Green. And I'm Caitlin Stansel. If you have not done so yet, head on over to whatever platform you use to listen to the Unrest Podcast and make sure you subscribe. Also, we talked about our little ghost mascot, and we are going to be doing a giveaway with whoever can pick out a name that we like best. So make sure that you keep your eyes peeled for that. Caitlin, tell us a little bit about our real life haunt today. So this real life haunt comes from Morgan and she starts out telling us a little bit about, you know, her first sort of experience with the paranormal, but that sort of turned into her hearing voices and she has a very vivid experience that she shares that happened in Afghanistan when she was in the military. So take a listen. The first time I ever became aware of like paranormal stuff was about when I was eight years old. And it was because for Christmas, this is also when I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real. So for Christmas that year, I had gotten a, uh, like what every eight year old girl in the nineties wanted, right? A Hot Wheels Barbie car. And uh, I got this pink Hot Wheels Barbie car and I was so excited, but I had found it in my mom's room. Anyways, so, but she said Santa brought it. But anyways, that's how I found out Santa wasn't real. But that's besides the point. Um, It wasn't a remote control. You know, it didn't have like the controller. There's no battery operator. You had to push it. And one day I remember, oh my God, I was downstairs and I heard something right above me, like rolling on the floor and it was in my room. And I was like, what is going on? You know, and so I, I go up the stairs and the way you go up the stairs in the house that I grew up in, you can go up the stairs, but then you can turn and look directly into my room while you're still on the stairs. And so I turn and I look and that Barbie car was just going back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, what am I looking at? I don't even like my little eight year old brain couldn't even process it. And then I got really scared because I was like, that thing shouldn't be moving by itself. (laughs) I was like, that thing should not be moving by itself. So I have a brother who's about eight years older than me. So I was like, I was like, Sean! like I screamed and I was like, I ran down, down the stairs and I got my older brother and I was like, my Barbie car's moving. It's moving on its own. I don't like, it's crazy. He thought I was nuts, you know, cause I'm eight, which makes him 16. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he thinks I'm crazy and he goes upstairs and he's just like, it's not moving. It's not, he didn't believe me. So I don't think I told anybody that story at all um, when I was little, but that was the first time. I was like, maybe ghosts are real. Like maybe, maybe like spirits are real. Um, And then from that point forward, I've had like little things happen to me here and there all the way up until, oh, I think I was in Afghanistan. Um, But I like in that same room, I would hear whispers in my ear, um, people walking up the stairs, like just weird stuff like that. Um, But the culminating event of, things that have happened to me and probably the wildest thing that has ever happened to me is that I, I was physically pushed and touched when I was deployed to Afghanistan in 2012. And, uh, the crazy part too, is that I wasn't just hearing whispers in my ear. I also heard 
a full-on conversation between two different people. (laughs) So, yeah, so basically that story goes, I was working the night shift. I'm a signal soldier, and so I was working the night shift just monitoring our signal equipment. Uh, I think we had been deployed probably a month or so. No, we had to have been deployed for three months at that point because we were switching shifts every three months. So we were about the three-month mark into our nine-month deployment, and then I was in Jalalabad, Afghanistan, and um, so I went back to my room because my shift was over and it was time to go to sleep. So it was about 10 in the morning uh, that this occurred. And I go to my room. Now, the key takeaway from all of this, right, because people will say, oh, well, somebody just came in your room and pushed you and left. No, that is not the case. Uh, the buildings for all females at the time were cipher locked. So only the women had access to this building for reasons that society reasons, you know what I mean? So anyways, and then you have to go through another locked door to get to my room. And I have a window, but the window is like maybe the size of like a small computer. Like it's like a 20 inch window. It's not very big and it sits up to my chest and I'm about five foot four. So you have to like jump up to get into this window. Nobody could get in and out of this room, which is like a hop, skip and a jump away from Jalalabad airfield. Uh, it's a pretty small base and, uh, there's not a lot of women on it. <laughs> so, so anyways, I, uh, my roommate wasn't there either. I was alone in my room and I tended to turn away from the door and the window to try to go sleep because the light is shining in. So I had turned away from the, the window and the door and I heard these two people talking plain as day. And they were going back and forth. They're like, you wake her up. No, nah, man, you wake her up. You wake her up. No, I'm not waking her up. You wake her up. And I'm hearing these two people go back and forth. Now, I think it's my buddies outside the window who are about to wake me up to go do whatever the heck else needs to get done or they not to bring me back on ship. I don't know what they want. It was not a woman's voice at all. And then finally, all of a sudden, they stop talking. And then all of a sudden, right in my face, right in my ear, I hear, wake up. And then it pushes me on the bed. And I whipped around fast i was like what in the heck was that and i turned around not a soul to be found i was like what just happened to me <laughs> and i had i had no idea what had just occurred i checked the window there was nobody outside the window i checked the door the door was still locked my roommate wasn't in and to this day the only explanation i had is that maybe i got caught up in the mix of two soldiers that had died or something like that they wanted to wake me up but they they woke me up I had just laid down to go to sleep it probably been about five minutes it wasn't in that sleep wake state that uh that some people are in when they hear things I was definitely awake I didn't tell my roommate I didn't I didn't tell any of the guys that I work with I might have told my husband now I've told that story many times since I've been home because this is a while ago you know but I'd probably most likely told my husband because I tell him everything. But as far as telling people at work, no way, because they probably would have thought I was nuts. (laughs) I mean, I do a lot of, that's how I started listening to your podcast, right? Is I do a lot of research and stuff into like paranormal things because I truly believe there's another realm, right? Maybe it was just two spirits that got confused. They thought I was somebody else or maybe they just messed with me, wanted to wake me up. And I was so tired. I just went back to sleep anyways. You would think something like that would scare the absolute crap out of you, but I think I was more confused than anything because I didn't have a hard time falling asleep. (laughs) 
sometimes I can still, because it was my right shoulder they pushed, so sometimes I'm like, ooh, it's kind of freaky, but one of the, I had never been touched like that before, and I haven't since then. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've had any other experiences since that event, which has been going on about a decade, but prior to that, I definitely had, like, little things here and there that would happen to me, but nothing too crazy, but that that for sure was the most insane thing that I've ever felt or heard or witnessed. Maybe I was 16, because this is back in the house with the Barbie car incident. I was probably about 16, 17 years old, and, like, just going to sleep at night. You know, you're, you're trying to fall asleep, and you just hear, like, you know, I hear, like, that in my ear, like, whispering my name and, and whatnot, and footsteps in the stairs uh, and whatnot, for sure because we had creaky old stairs because I grew up in an old farmhouse. <laughs> but you know, it's like definitely during an hour, you know, like nobody's coming up the stairs. Just weird stuff like that. Probably the only time I ever was really scared was the when I was eight in the Barbie car, because obviously you're just, you're witnessing something as a child. You're like, what in the world is that? Like, that's not right. So it scares you as a kid. I have a tendency to like talk to spirits and stuff like that. Like if they're messing with my stuff. Actually, now, now that I think about it, I have like a fire alarm issue going right now. Fire alarms are going off randomly in my home, in Airbnbs that I stay at, for no reason. These fire alarms keep going off near me, and I kind of have equated it to my father passed away two years ago, and I've kind of equated it to my dad messing with me, because he would do things like that. And so far, paranormal-wise, these days, like that's, that's pretty much all that's happening to me, uh, is the fire alarm situation, which I finally said out loud. I was like, could you please stop? doing that the fire alarms are getting a little crazy like and they haven't happened since i've asked that to stop so (laughs) i've never actually seen anything i've never seen an apparition i think probably because i do watch a lot of those paranormal shows and i know that like i don't want to invite that experience into my life so i I specifically i'm like i don't care if i hear you i don't care if you touch me as long as it's nice like (laughs) i don't care about any of that other stuff I don't want to see grandma at the end of the bed <laughs> when I wake up in the middle of the night. I don't want to see that. So luckily, I have never witnessed an apparition. So, But I know some people have, and it's quite frightening, I think. If it's not like a malicious or scary, like really like scary thing, I would say just don't invite it into your life, but take the experience for what it is and don't let anybody tell you that you're nuts because what you think and see and feel are real and your gut instinct is to if your gut instinct is to say yes this is there's no other explanation behind this then this has got to be real so don't don't anybody gaslight you into thinking it's not real you know i i really find this notion of sort of more like auditory experiences with the paranormal so interesting because that doesn't happen with everyone we talk to And I think it just really highlights how there are so many different ways you can interact with the spirits around us. You grow accustomed to it. And like, I I would assume sort of like able to differentiate between the voice of the dead and the voice of the living. (laughs) Right. And I don't know. I mean, what would you like better to hear voices or to see things? I would prefer to hear things. I don't want to see it. Yeah, I would much prefer to hear as well. I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and see something there. Like that is more shocking and like terrifying to me. If I heard something, I think initially I would be like 
creeped out, but I think I could be more open to that. Not sending that out into the universe. I don't want to hear anything, but I mean, if definitely as long as you can differentiate, like, okay, I'm hearing things and not, okay, this is like my I'm mind going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's where I would be. My anxiety is so high. I'd be like, wait, am I going crazy? Yeah. We also had someone write in a story that kind of coincides with that story that you shared. And it's from a man named Vargas who was in the Middle East during the Iraqi war. So take a listen. I was on my second tour of duty in Iraq way back in 2006. I was stationed in Taji near Baghdad. We have sandstorms time and time again, and I recall it was past 6 p.m., and me and a buddy were jogging on our way to the DFAC mess hall. We were crossing the heliport near the hospital and MWR, which stands for Morale, Welfare, and Recreation Center, and across from the FedEx station. While the moderate sandstorm was howling, we saw a herd of horses with seemingly skeletal riders riding hard through the sandstorm silently. No hooves noises, no horses neighing, just horses and riders passing through with the blowing sandstorm. We never told anyone because we still can't fathom what we saw. We were dumbfounded. My friend and I were like, where did that come from? There were no horses in Taji. There's something that I think is special about the Middle East and sort of their connection with the spirit world. You hear stories similar to this. And I sort of like, <laughs> this is maybe a elementary school connection, but I sort of think of like Aladdin, like there's like this mystical right. sort of essence to the Middle East. Well, and I think, you know, in his story, he talks about there were no horses in this area, but it is not totally that far-fetched to think of a herd of horses running through the desert in Iraq. Um, but then the strange part is he didn't, you couldn't hear their hooves hitting the ground and they had sort of skeletal looking riders. That would be the red flag where you're like, this some a little off here. <laughs> and maybe it was like a type of mirage or something. Right, right. Well, if you have a story, a real life haunt that you'd like to share, we'd love to hear it make sure you email it to us at theunrestpodcast at gmail.com. And while you are emailing us your amazing stories, check us out on Facebook. We also have a Facebook group where we put some interactive content that you won't see on our regular Facebook page. Also check us out on TikTok. Until next time, unrest, unrest in peace. peace.